Hello, beautiful souls. My name is Alice Strange, and you are here with Magic in the Mind podcast, where spirituality and psychology intersect. Today, I have our guest, Lisa Worthy, back again, since you all liked our last podcast so much. Uh, The idea of today's podcast is that I have collected sayings, quotes, and facts that I found interesting and worth talking about but Lisa hasn't seen any of them. So together, we're going to be able to hear her genuine first reaction to these quotes and sayings, and then my thoughts as well. I hope this is gonna be a lot of fun just to kind of sit and talk and relax and get to connect with Lisa and you. So let's get into it. Okay, so quote number one. It's a bad day, not a bad life. It's a bad day, not a bad life. This one's got me through some some shit, for real. I mean, these are words definitely to live by because, you know, that's, I mean, shit. That's the only way that you can recover from a bad day is knowing, like, this is not forever. Like, this is just today. Yeah, like a real, one of those really bad days that, like, drags you down. Do you feel like there's any flaws with this quote? It's a bad day, not a bad life. Or do you feel like, I mean, well, I guess it's a bad week. In the sense of like applying the label of good and bad because technically everything is neutral. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. something that can be bad for you can be good for me or vice versa. Right. But I wouldn't see it as something as bad just because, you know, like you need right. you need the contrast to be able to uh-huh. challenge the thoughts. So. I agree. I agree. I think there is like room for nuance where it's like, I know it feels bad right now, but like in a day, in a week, in a month, this may be a lesson. Like whatever you're going through that day could be like the beginning of or the end of a lesson. And I hate to just like shove on people like everything's a lesson, but like it kind of is uh and and i i had um oh i had another guest on here and i featured the quote on uh the instagram but um she was doing the sister soul retreat oh goodness i can't remember her name um trishy trishy and she said she just in the middle of a conversation said turn I turned my pain into my purpose and I was like, what? Like, that's so good. Like I just, it's so good. You feel like you might've heard it before. Well, no, because I guess I haven't heard that, but what I have come to understand is that, you know, if you give your pain purpose, Mm -hmm. like it's bearable. Like if Mm -hmm. you're just out here Mm -hmm. feeling pain and it's not, like for a reason or for a purpose, you know, like whenever you grieve, like mm-hmm. uh, I'm currently grieving. It was just my cousin's birthday. And, um, you know, it's like that shit, it hits you in waves. Mm-hmm. What I mean. And you have to be able to feel that pain and be like, okay, well, I'm feeling this pain because I, I love her and I miss her. Yeah, And it's not just for nothing, you know, it's because I just miss having her around, you know what I mean? Or right. Just the fact that she's gone, you know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 painful for me, but it's like I I don't know. It's no, no. I think grief is one of those that's really hard to justify because it is such a 
one of the most like complex kind of pains, I think, just in my personal experience. And um, I feel like if you've never fully, like if you've never grieved someone, you don't know what that's like. And I, a member of my wife's family passed away uh, very tragically. And, uh, you know, I, I cried my eyes out the whole funeral. But then like, I never, like, it didn't feel like grieving. It was just like, this is sad. And like, I need to be sad. And then I don't know. Other than that, I've not lost anybody in my family. No grandparents. I have all my grandparents. My great grandparents all died when I was very young. No, yeah, it's a blessing. It's such a blessing. Um, See, but it's like you're gonna have to eventually, because it's like I have like a whole altar like over there in the back. Like mm -hmm. um, I've lost so many people, and it's like my kids even got used to you know going to the funerals. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was crazy. So it's like for me, it's like. it's like I understand now more about death, you know what I mean, just because I'm more yeah. aware of what it actually means, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't take the pain away of losing like the people that I love, like I've lost my best friend, I've lost family members, I've lost my grandpa barely it was just it's gonna be his birthday at the end of the month too, and it's the first mm-hmm. birthday since he's passed as well, so it's like you know what I mean it's like it's always it's not if it's not me missing my friend I'm missing my cousin I'm missing my stepdad I'm missing you know it's like and then the road just keeps going so many people you know it's hard with this particular person that passed away um he was the only person close to us in her family and um he was like a brother to her like they were cousins but he was like a brother to her. They grew up together. They hung out all day, every day, every summer. You know, his family didn't really like, they were really bad to him. Everybody was, you know, in the end, like people just kept pushing him away, pushing him away. And he kind of one day, like, didn't even ask. My wife found out that he he was homeless and we were like, yo, we have a couch, like sleep on our couch. And even our landlord like, we weren't allowed to do that, but our landlord was like, you pay me 20 extra bucks water bill, like, you're going to be fine. And we were like, cool. Um, he was really nice about it. And he lived with us for, like, six months, maybe longer. And so, like, I really got to know him as, like, yeah. a very... You guys got really close. Yeah. And he eventually found a really wonderful girlfriend, and they moved in together. Um and he had always been kind of troubled. He, like, never showed it, though. He was the kind of guy who just wanted to make everybody happy. And he was yeah. so funny when he was drinking, even just, like, a couple beers. And he was, like, <laughs> the most funny guy you've ever met. Quite tragic. So he passed away, but I don't know if I really grieved. I, I If we're going to get real, like, psychological, because I guess that's where we do here on the podcast. Um I feel like I have a trauma response that I cannot fully grieve people. Like I have been in situations where I've watched people die. I've held the hand of a woman as she died, you know, like definitely not like trauma situations. Like, you know, just like in the course of my life, I've been in those situations a couple of times. And everyone around me is freaking out, panicking, crying, whatever. And I'm just, like, calm and just, like, reassuring and, like, helping that person. And, like, yeah, I'm great that I could do that. But I kind of think that it was, like, not healthy, you know, because, like, I, I think about losing my grandparents because 
they are just as close to me as my mother is. And, and so like, yeah, I, I grew up just, they lived next door when we were growing up. So it was like, I was at grandma's house just as much as I was home. And yeah. so losing those grandparents would just rock my world. But like losing my wife's cousin was the same way. And I cried my eyes out at the funeral and never thought of it again. I mean, that's not true. I think of it a lot. But yeah, I, I feel like there's a trauma response in me that like really suppresses or like I dissociate or something from that until the grief is like just not. And you know what? Maybe one day I'll just break down out of nowhere and fall to the floor sobbing because I'm a dramatic Gemini and uh, just oh and like lose it over the people I've lost. Or maybe like someone else in my life will die and then like I have to grieve both of those at the same time. Who knows? I I have got my helmet strapped on because both my grandparents are over 90 years old. Um, still doing well, but well for 90 years old. So, you know, that's that's a tough one. But the whole point of bringing up grief was the saying, it's not a bad life. It's a bad day. It's a bad day, not a bad life. Yes. Sometimes that bad day is a life changing day but yeah. it is just a bad day and every single day you get to try again and i know for some people that sounds like a nightmare that sounds like a curse some people don't want to try again the next day um it's an it, opportunity it is an opportunity and you you can't you can't take the chance of missing that great joy or or reaching some higher purpose or like all of the wonderful things I've said a thousand times, I worked a lot in suicide prevention and I'm very passionate about it, but like grief is only amplified when other people fall into the same fate. You know, like you lose one person, you, you're hurt. You lose two people, it's like times two, like it's much worse. So you know, if you can't stay for yourself, stay for someone you love, stay for your cat, stay for your plants whatever it is, you know, you've got to find your reason. And I don't know why we get here every episode. It's the first quote. <laughs> here we are. Right. Let's I'm get back. On topic. It, okay. Let's get back on topic. Let's, let's get on topic. On topic. Um, but yeah, it's a bad day. Not a bad life. That one's got me through a lot of situations um, where it's, you know, does feel just like overwhelming. But you can remember that the next day is another chance. Exactly. So our next quote, I think is kind of fun. You got to let it like sit in your brain for a second. Um, at least I had to. But it is, I don't make mistakes. Mistakes make me. Hey. Hey. <laughs> mistakes um, make me. Yes. Because um, I think that's like we were talking in the last one, you know, like, uh, what is the point of suffering if there's no like hope at the end or like a reason to it? I don't make mistakes. Mistakes make me. Well, if you think about it, the only way that you can grow is whenever you make a mistake, because if you do it right, then like you're already there. Yeah. So it's, like, it's maintaining. You you're not yeah, like, you know, you don't keep going. And so it's like, whenever you make a mistake, it's like you're forced to have to reevaluate and be like, okay, well, how did yeah. I fuck this up or what do I have to change or what needs to be different, you know, but exactly. understanding too, that your mistakes 
are okay because that they don't define you and it's not who you are at the end of the day. Like yeah, it's just that's a, a, that's a bonus. Like <laughs> you should just like tack that on to the end. They yeah. don't, they don't define you. It's very true. I feel like looking, there's two parts to it, right? Like, because looking at it, like I don't make mistakes like by itself. It's like, yeah, like we, we learn lessons. We don't really make mistakes. Everything is for a reason, I believe. Um, which is kind of like my weird Christian upbringing, but like also just kind of like, I believe in the universe (laughs) and like divine timing and everything like that. So, you know, everything's a lesson or a karmic, whatever, or a past life, something or a, um, lesson, like just everything for a reason. So there are no mistakes. And then, I mean, there are sometimes, (laughs) But uh, mistakes make me. I think that's a really cool way to like twist that. To Um, own it. To own it. Not be ashamed of it. That's another thing. Don't be ashamed of it. Like, like I'm leaving all of those terrible first version episodes of my podcast up because (laughs) one, I want to see how much I've grown. Two, I want to be authentic. And three, like, that doesn't define me. That's where I started. and, And now I'm here. And like, it's cool. I, I definitely like how I've improved and and we've grown in popularity and things like that. So it's a really, yeah, it wasn't a mistake to like make all those terrible episodes. It was a learning experience. And so I'm just, yeah, don't. It was don't part of your puzzle. That. It was mm-hmm. part of your puzzle. Yep. Okay, next up. It's a little quote I stole from a podcast somewhere, probably spiritual shit, I would guess. Uh, (laughs) I do. (laughs) Probably. um, And I do remember the episode, actually. It was, I don't remember things like that very much, but the episode was like about like the traditional Chinese medicine. And the woman is talking about traditional Chinese medicine, whoever the guest was. And she said, breath is where the mind and body meet. Breath is where the mind and body meet. And for me, that hit so hard. I I literally was like, this is embarrassing. That was in a drive-thru. And I was like, pause the episode. And I pause it and I like grab my phone and I'm like trying to get to the voice. (laughs) I like wrote, wrote, that's how long we've been saying one, like over a year just like trying to like get it down and I got it down and I finally used it good for me but um do you have any reactions to that I mean I think it's just in a way it's just so beautiful because if you Mm -hmm. think about it like whenever you're meditating like that's the way that you come back because it's like whenever your mind starts taking over and you start thinking about random shit or like what am I gonna cook today or like what am I gonna do Mm -hmm. tomorrow what am I even gonna do after I get done with this like in order for you to be able to come back to the present, like to what you're doing, like be in that meditative state, like you have to come back to your breath and you have to focus on your breath. And that's how you're able to get there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know what you mean. Um, For me, I think it personally hits a little deeper than it probably does for most people because, um, okay, quick side tangent about my life story because we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. Um, I've been doing, okay, I'm 30 years old right now. I have been doing energy work 
probably since I was like 14, I think, around there. But give, um, give or take a year. Um, so go ahead. Intentionally? Yeah, I didn't know it was like called breath work. I didn't know it was like a form of magic. I was like into some stuff and um, stuff I'd rather not admit to. And it was a way of like pulling energy, like like the energy work I was doing was like pulling energy from trees, pulling energy from the earth. And like, that's what really started my animist beliefs. Like I'm a very much an animist where I believe that like everything has a spirit, everything has like divine life essence in it. And so in this like energy work that I was doing, I was like draw like exchanging energies with like trees and the earth and the sun. And like, then I learned how to do it with people. And so like, I would help people fall asleep. Like um, I literally could lay my hands on people and they would fall asleep within five minutes. Like, um, people who, who, you know, were, were teenagers, but like, you know, it was like a cool party trick, you know, I could do at, at sleepovers where someone's like, I can't sleep ever. And I'd be like, Water <laughs> bet, like, I'll try, I'll try. And like every time, um, and people would be like, you were just faking. And they're like, no, really, it wasn't and like crazy stuff. But I started so young and the memory of exactly where I got the method escapes me. But I know it was common within this community that I had joined that was like talking about all the time and practicing it. Um, and uh, it wasn't a call. I swear to God, it wasn't a call, guys. But uh, I control it through the breath. So yeah. like, um, like when I ground myself, I breathe in. And when I breathe out, I picture my breath forcing the roots out through the bottom of my feet into the earth. And then I pause, breathe in more like, I don't know, just like bubble energy, not my own because you, that's dangerous, but like energy from the environment where I am and then push deeper and then deeper. And when I feel like I've made enough roots, I'm really grounded then I can like switch <laughs> like you're going this way. I switch and I start with the in breath pulling energy up from the earth. So that's like basically how I do all of my witchcraft. Um, that's as witchcrafty as we've gotten on here. I think besides like little spells here and there. Um, that's, that's my method. And I've taught that method to a couple people who found it very effective, but like, it's all about the breath. It's all about the breath. And so for me, that quote, breath breath is where the mind and body meet it was like wow yeah it hit you like, hard yeah i did it hit me like extra hard um but it's a beautiful quote on its own just like you know your mind is way up here and all the time and and like we talk about like grounding you've got to take deep breaths or like um if you're really really stressed out there are breathing exercises breath work like everything all of those really effective modes of like healing modalities are like there's a lot of them focused on the breath and that's pretty badass in my opinion i think i think that's really cool the quote really well, it's beautiful because it's universal like yeah that's another thing it is very yeah everybody does it and we could go into like the whole like 
thinking about what exactly is breath and what we are breathing in all the time, but then we would be on this quote for like 10 more minutes, so we don't need to do that. <laughs> okay, here's one. Nothing haunts us like the things we don't say. Mm. I mean, she's a bug. It hits, like right here. <laughs> Nothing well, and it, it, it so much comes with that, like because it's like whenever mm -hmm. you don't say shit, like not only is it a misunderstanding, well now it's like now it's like regret. Well now it's like mm -hmm. lingering in your mind of what you could have, you know, should have or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's like sometimes it's like years go by where you can't even say what you want to say anymore. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. It does a lot to your person because it's like you're 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 hurting yourself by not being honest about the shit that's you know that you feel like you have to say. It's like speaking your you have to speak your truth. Absolutely. And like I think this is something that's gonna like hit everybody a little bit differently. Like you might think of that um argument that you had with someone where you didn't stand up for yourself. I think of those all the time. Where it's like, damn, I just wish I had said whatever um oh you get all the best comebacks like forever for sure. after the argument is over that so. night as you're laying awake in bed trying to fall asleep damn i should have said this um for the next 12 years of your life have fun um <laughs> thanks uh but yeah you know and and then i think there are also people like when we talk about grief that's another one. I, we don't even have to go into that. Like that could get really sad, but like grief, that's another one that that really applies to. It makes you very conscious of like, what are you actually saying? And what are you choosing not to say? Because like, maybe it's an argument, but maybe it's also like saying to your loved one, I'm in an abusive relationship. I need help. Like asking for help. Um, I am failing out of my college class. Talking to your professor after class, you could pass and you could stay in college. Like things, little moments, little moments can change everything. And so I think we have to be very intentional with the words we use. And this isn't on the list, but it's, it's one your of my wand. Things. It's your wand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not on the list, but one of my favorite quotes um, is it's called spelling because words are spells words are spells i love that yeah, well they fun. are they are and you know what i realized my my kids made me uh realize this the other day you know because uh my son said something and i said something about him like how that's hexing somebody he's like well you do too and i'm like i don't hex nobody and he's like yeah you know whenever you're like f you or whatever and i'm like oh my god like you're right like that is a form of like a hex so then i was like my my kids are the best. yeah my kids are the best they humble me so much they uh accountability yeah. buddies yeah it, <laughs> a whole lot of it mm-hmm so then I was like thinking about it, like, well, fuck, now I have to think about it whenever I'm just like, when I get mad or whatever, I'm like, well, fuck you, or like, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, that's technically a hex, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, there's a person in my personal life, someone very close to me, who's now just like dipping their toes into witchcraft. 
And uh, as a joke, like she said to me something about, yep, I cursed somebody the other day or like yesterday or whatever. And I was like, what? And she, she was like, they pulled out in front of me in traffic. And I said, fuck you. I hope you run into a, a power line or like or a power, whatever those poles are. Like, I hope you go hit a pole or wrap your car around a pole or something like that. And I was like, that is awful. Don't say things like that. And she was like, oh, stop. And I was like, no, like your intention is. And, you know, I've had to be very vulnerable, had um, what I are like the equivalent of a curse if you don't know witchcraft. Um, just like the most immense amount of negative energy sent my way. And, you know, I had to have three separate tarot readings where the person giving the reading said, hey, you are cursed. And the third time I was like, that can't be, that can't be a coincidence. Like, I've got to check it out. And I did small things and, and kind of like, you know, cleaned my shit up and started doing a little more protection than usual. And like, I feel like that's gone right now. Or like, I actually feel like it's kind of coming back and I need to redo everything, but like, not the point. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, I feel like just having so much resentment really is powerful. You know, they say don't do magic when you're highly emotional. And of course, like some people, newbies usually will be like, well, isn't that when you're most powerful? Like when you have the biggest, because they say when you do intention setting like you have to fully believe it and want it and like the more power yeah. behind that anger is not power <laughs> anger is letting someone else have power over you bam i just made my own quote uh but yeah it's it's yeah. it can be bad you know i've i've sent very innocent like leave me alone spells basically that went really awry you know in just like kind of effed up somebody's day for a while because like I was just really really angry at the time um uh, I mean it's just being it's being mindful it's just being mm -hmm. mindful because and it does I mean and it you can put it for witchcraft or for anything you know because sure, yeah. it's like anything that you put out into the universe will come back like that's what karma is that's what Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's like that's why they're like oh you know what goes around comes around because it's like what yeah. you put out into the universe will come back to you so if you have an intention or if you do some shit and you try to say like oh well no I wasn't mad but like deep down you were like mm -hmm. you, can't. you can lie to yourself but you can't yeah you can't lie you know what I mean like yeah. you just can't lie to the universe the universe is gonna be knowing like yeah yeah you know, like, whenever they tell you, like, whenever in, in Christianity, like, you know, oh, God's watching you all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. you know? It's the same thing, you know. I use all those words, like, the same, you know. And yeah, they're interchangeable, And it's not taken away from God, you know. Me and my sister, we mm -hmm. talk about that a lot. But I'm like, it's not taken away from God. It's just understanding that, you know, everything is, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really got off topic. Completely got yeah, off topic. I don't yeah. know how we got there. <laughs> It's, it's, it happens. Side <laughs> that's why I should call my podcast side tangents. Like just with, just, Alice. with like a, yeah. Side tangents with Alice strange and we'll have no topics. We'll just go in and just like side tangent the shit out of it. Um, but we were talking about the things you don't say and how that haunts us. And like, there will be things that you do. The, well, okay. I won't, I'll ask you, do you think that there's more 
like haunting, if we're going to go by the quote, in doing something wrong or in just like not saying something. Do I feel like the action is um, I that the action is a lot more powerful because it's like I and this is the example I give my kids and it's kind of extreme, but this is what I tell them, you know, because like whenever I tell them to do shit and they don't do it or whatever and they say they're sorry, but then they, you know, tomorrow, then the next day they forget mm-hmm. again. So I'm like, you know, that'd be like if I beat your ass every day and I was like, hey, I love you. I'm sorry. But every single day I did the exact same thing. I'm like, eventually you'd be like, oh, well, she's full of shit. Like she's not sorry. Yeah. Or eventually she would stop, but she hasn't. You know what I mean? I, I like that. Um, it's a really smart way to remind your kids, I could literally beat you. No, I, no. I no, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm totally smaller. joking. I, I have I thought, three sons. I'm smaller than the three of them. <laughs> I'm the smallest funny. one. <laughs> okay, so here's one that's like really nice and hopeful, um, but also like a mystery because it's very specific and I don't know where I got it from. I I had it stored in one of these lists and I was like, what where the f-? sounds very specific, but like, I, I don't know. I, maybe a Let's song. Hear it. No clue. Anyways, it is, they will bury us, but they do not know we are seeds. <sighs> mm-hmm. I love no. that. I know. I need to own They'll bury us, but they don't know we're seeds. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think that's so applicable to like so many things. Go ahead and tell the story of the card. Um, You're on. Go. <laughs> well, um, before we started this, I mm-hmm. uh, did the things where I cleansed my space and lit candles and did all the stuff. And um, I felt called to pull a card just before to see what what's one of the things that we needed to talk about. And this happened to be the card for so if you do not know tarot this is the seven of pentacles which is earth energy um as you can see this man is admiring this beautiful beautiful bush that you know or whatever it is that's a plant mm-hmm. or whatever but it's like that's the seed he planted and now he's able mm-hmm. to see it grow but knowing that it takes time understanding that the time is you know necessary like i say it all the time you know like whenever you plant a tree like you literally have to trust that it's growing before you see any progress Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like and it's nothing but trust like you don't see nothing for a long time so your eyes are seeing nothing but you trust like you know what if i keep watering it it's gonna grow yeah I love that how you brought that that really fits in yeah um yeah. gosh that's so true and and I heard someone once um describe the process of like a, a specific type of seed that has to be buried a little bit deeper than like most seeds but it was a particular type of seed and they they described like what happens in like when the water hits and they're in the right soil and all the conditions are met what happens like what is inside the seed going on then the seed pod opens then the tiny little sprout has fallen like it was such a a process it's a process because it's like you know it's not you just don't plant a seed and leave it there 
You yeah. know what I mean? It's I mean, like you can, um, but you're not going to grow anything. Yeah. So shout out to all the proud uh, plant parents out there. You know, it's like you know that whenever you plant a seed, it's like you have to nurture your plant, and the like. Mm-hmm. The more that you nurture it, the more that it'll grow. So it's like you're you're helping you're helping it grow just by loving it. Yes. You know what I yes. mean, and understanding that you know I have to nurture the seed that I planted if I want to see it grow. If I don't want to see it grow, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to water it, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to take care of it, and then it won't grow. Yeah. You know, but then again, that's back on understanding. Like that's a choice. It's a choice to want to grow. Like that's a choice. Yeah, that hits too. It it is a choice. I know a lot of people who do not choose to grow. And they're well, you know, it's like sadly, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and some people are just that's just their path and that's just where they're at. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like you need the duality because it's like mm-hmm. that's just how it stays balanced. You know what yeah, I mean? And balance is is how the world and especially universe. right now how mm-hmm. there's like so many people that are like waking up um, mm-hmm. yeah. quote unquote. <laughs> if you want to call it that, yeah. Yeah. People coming that. to spirituality is how I always put it. Uh, coming into awareness. Yeah, awareness is a good way to put it. Yeah, coming into awareness. Um, there are a lot of people. It's becoming the trend or whatever, but I don't know. I think that's cool. I think it's cool that um even if you are a witch because you like pretty rocks, like maybe one day that's going to make a big difference. Like maybe you will be like, Oh, like I want to try this other thing. And then you turn out like, anyway, we could talk about life paths and like all of those things, but it is a choice. It's a choice um, to decide to grow. And it's not an easy choice. No, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you have to look at yourself um as real as you are and as raw as it is and not sugarcoat anything and just be like okay well what do i have to do here like if Mm -hmm. my if my seat isn't growing where do i have to adjust or what do i have to do differently or what am i doing that's not supporting me because a lot of the times it's like people can't change because they don't identify with that person so it's like if people Mm want to lose weight they don't identify with the person who eats the salad because they're Mm -hmm. still you know what i mean they're yeah, just, it's yeah. not, they just don't identify yet with that person yet because they're still yeah. where they're at. But yet is the key word, yet, yeah. because there's always room to change and grow. So another part of the quote to consider is the they will bury us part. And that could be aimed at, depending on who you are, your story, your culture, your life, that could be so many things. Um I mean, just look at what they did to Jesus Christ, you know, like they literally mm-hmm. put him on a cross. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like they did the cruelest shit that they could have did to him. And, you know, what were his last words? Like, please forgive them because they don't know what they do. You know, like yeah. out yeah. of all the things that he could have said, like, mm-hmm. and they literally like put him on the cross so I mean, that he could die. Literally. Literally. And they, and they put him under a rock. And he... Stop. I'm sorry, that's so appropriate because he, I'm. it shouldn't be funny. I'm not trying to laugh at like anybody's beliefs, but like we're talking about planting seeds. He was literally put in the ground, you know, in a burial. Yeah. And then the, they'll grow, you know, seeds grow, and then he just resurrected. So like yeah. that's a really good quote if you're a Christian, if you identify with like Jesus and that whole story. There yeah. you go. 
But, well, see, uh, it's like I don't. I'm not religious anymore, but I still like. I still see mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Christ as you know, as an ascended master. I Absolutely. still see his story as you know. I this is because you know how like there's church people. Just to go on a side note here, you know how like mm-hmm. there's the church people who go talk to your house and they're like, oh, you know, let's talk about yeah. God. Well, mm-hmm. I got to the point where I was like, come on in, like let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so we started talking about it and, you know, the lady's like, you know, trying to show me these Bible verses and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, the reason why Jesus did what he did, I'm like, he knew his purpose at a very young age. Mm-hmm. His awareness was already there. He knew what yeah. he was here for. And it's like some of us go our whole lives not knowing. Mm-hmm. So like right now, I. Um, in 2020 was whenever I had my awakening, quote unquote, and um, you know that's barely three years ago. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So it's like, and I turned um, 30 that year. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I knew my purpose, like when I was two years old, three years old, like my life would be completely different right now. Yeah. And he knew exactly what he came for exactly how he was going to go about it and he did and he was put in the right environment he had people fostering that in him yeah that makes a big difference too exactly yeah yeah uh understanding you know that people will fucking bury you sometimes because Mm -hmm. um and especially for women you know unfortunately we're to be very competitive against each other Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and, it, and it's really ugly sometimes because it it's like, and it doesn't, and it, and it doesn't have to be that way because it's like if there's, if you go and you get something, it's not that there's less for me. There's more for mm-hmm. there's there's plenty for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I unfortunately think, we're put in that mindset that well, there's not enough, and so if you win, I can't mm-hmm. win. But we, yeah, we can yeah. Keep off. yeah. Um, I think. I heard somebody, and I'm not going to lie, it was on some kind of reel or story or TikTok or whatever, but it was a short form video. Um, But somebody said, it was a woman, and she was, like, talking about um, why, like, jealousy and envy are, like, bad things, but, like, also saying, like, if you do feel jealous or, like, envious, like, identify why and learn to teach yourself, like, no, I'm not going to be jealous. I'm going to see another one. I know who it was. It was a comedy sketch, but it was just <laughs> the serious part. I swear. Sorry. Um, she said, like, you see another woman and you could be jealous. You could be envious. You could hate on her. You could make her day horrible. You can make your day horrible, but you can just say like, oh, that thing about her. I like that. Let's put that on me. Like, hey, that style, that clothing, I like that. Let me try that. Let or me like, try. Hey, her hair looks great cut that way. Let's see what I would look like. You know, and you don't have to be jealous. And like, oh, she has a loving boyfriend. Let me find a partner. Like, and like you said, there's no scarcity. Like really, people are loving more freely than they ever have in our generation. You know, like people of our age, it's things are, I don't know. I feel like if you're the right, you always attract you reflections you know like you're a reflection of the world around you and if you're a good person and if you're a nice person if you are a genuine person you're gonna find somebody like that guaranteed might well and then it's like you know the the more you put out there it's like it comes back to you Mm -hmm. it's like 
and the universe will take care of you in like the most randomest ways. Like yeah. barely yesterday, um, I had been thinking about fruit salad. Well, just so happens that my coworker was like, oh, my wife made fruit salad. I brought you some. That's fucking great. Thank you for that. Thank you know you what I mean? Universe. Like I, yeah. I manifest food all the time. And I love that. <laughs> Can you manifest me some Taco Bell? Like I need it. <laughs> you know, I'll like be thinking about something like, I had barely been thinking about jalapeno poppers. I was like, man, I haven't mm-hmm. had those in so long. And I go visit my family in Kansas and my cousin has a whole tray. And I'm like, thank you so much. You know what I mean? And it's like, just, you know, trusting like, you know, like that, you know, what yeah. you say out there really is being heard. You know, God hears that's everything. So and funny. you know what I'm, yeah. And that's Everybody why, you know, takes- like sometimes I don't worry about nothing. I'm like, eventually <laughs> I'm going to get what I want. And that's- yeah, you know, <laughs> So many people take manifestation so seriously and they're like, I want a car. I want the perfect guy. I want, I want the house. Home. I want the, yeah. I want the job. Yeah. I, I want, want the beachside cabin, you know, like all those things. And, and <laughs> I'm like, like, I want all you're just like, poppers. I want all in your poppers and bam, there they are. It's like, if you, if you had something else that you really, really wanted, you could, well, I reckon you could probably manifest that shit up too. I want, well, yesterday I was having a hard day at work too. And then I get Starbies, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a, a friend of me and my husband gets me some Starbies whenever I go on break. And I'm like, this is fucking great. Cause I don't yeah. have to worry about it. It just, mm-hmm. it just comes to me and you know, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for it. And I also want to point out that like, that's your spirit guides, like right up there just being like, <laughs> Hey, we're here. Here's some food. <laughs> like, like that's my love language. Like, I was gonna say, is that like a love language of you? And and they're love they know that, and they're just like, hey, we're here. Remember, we're looking out for you, and have a little gift. Like, and again, I'll say, sometimes people take spirit guide communication just so seriously, and like, bro, it's not. It is well, not all the time. It's that like because your spirit. I'm I'm assuming that your spirit team. I call it my spirit team. Um, and I'll be like, you know, my spirit team is like me. So it's like, I, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, even sometimes whenever I do my cards, I'll ask before, like, well, how are you guys feeling? And then I'll be like, well, mm-hmm. but like, I'll see how, like, I'll see the card and I'll be like, well, shit, like, are we good or what? Like, everything's <laughs> okay. Like, or, you know, like we're fine or, oh yeah, you know, I'm feeling great too. You know? And I'm like, you know, they are like how you are. So it's like, that's mm-hmm. why it's like, if you are like, in that divine, you know, yep. subtle yep. space, you know, where you talk like that. But it's like, for me, I'm just like, what's up? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <"Yeah>, girl. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've talked about how my spirit guides are sassy and it's just because that, I wouldn't say it's a love language, but like, it's what I respond to. And, um, I don't know why, I'm not, it's not how I grew up, but like my wife and I really do insult each other out of love. Like stupid little insults. Like not, not like things that are actually mean. Like if she looked at me and was like, you're disgusting. Like, can you just like fuck off? Like I would be broken. But like if she looks at me and she's like, why are you sitting in my seat, whore? Like that's different. That's, that's a fun, playful, like, I'm in a good mood. Let's, let's just kind of banter. And I said that in front of her the other day and she was like, we do not. And then like five minutes later, she was like, what's up slut? 
And I was like, you just did the thing. And so, like, I proved her wrong. And that was fun. You did the thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but see, that's you guys' love language. Mm-hmm. But, but like, if it, was, if it was told, like, in a derogatory right. energy, like, if yeah. you were mad, it would be different. But you guys are being yeah. playful and you guys have a mutual agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and it's kind of evolved with both of us. She's kind of, she when we started out, she was very brash. She's a Aries sun, so very like raw, crazy fire energy, um, running into things and my sister's and, is an Aries moon and I think an Aries ooh, breath, so Ooh. That's a lot of that's a lot of fire there. Aries is a tough one. Um yeah. I'm my dad is an Aries somehow. too. My dad is an Aries too. Wow. It made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense whenever I found out he was an Aries. I'm like, that's yeah. why you can't express your love. Not that he doesn't love. Uh, yeah. He doesn't in a different way. Okay. My wife's an uh, an Aries sun and a Scorpio moon. Oh, shit. That bitch ain't talking no emotions. What's we, your rising sign? Uh, Libra. So, like, does not fit. It's like a weird balance, but like I don't even know. There's a lot. It's a lot of not contradictions, mm-hmm. but like squares, like yeah. square aspects. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's got an interesting little chart, <laughs> but um, I have to look at it one day. With her, she's just now recently started like talking about emotions and like discussing things openly. And there's been a lot of like environmental changes, um, day to day, and like like health and mental health and all these things that have aligned to where she's in a better spot to communicate than she ever has been. And we've kind of found out she has autism. So um, just a little touch, you know, Um, but it makes a lot of sense that we could never talk about her feelings and then like laying her traumas on top of that, you know, that's where like the, the birth charts really get like, all their meaning because you know what you know the trauma and and there are so many things that just make sense now and so like people think people think it's full of shit you know because like Mm -hmm. whenever you think about astrology you think of like oh yeah just your sun sign which people don't even know that they have a moon and a rising sign plus all the houses and all of that right and then it's like explaining to people like you know what like yes these are your signs but all of the signs are Mm -hmm. in your chart and, you know, it's like everybody that I've printed out a birth chart for, like, they look at it and they're like, this resonates, this resonates. Mm-hmm. this." And it's just scary because it's like you're able to look at it. And, like, I even saw something one time in my son's and it made me sad because I was like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just because it talks about, you know, like, he had to take responsibility early, my mm-hmm. oldest. And he did, you know, and mm-hmm. I, like it made me sad because I'm like, you know, it, it's in his chart. I'm like, he's 16 yeah. years old. And at the time I looked at it when he was like 14. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, you know, it's there already. Like, it's, yeah. it's there. It was just know? like a karmic thing. Um, but yeah, like my my wife and I talk more about her feelings now. I was watching like a funny haha video. I might have told you the story. We were watching like a joking video where like um, an astrologer that I follow was drinking um, and like rating. I remember. Every, yeah, every zodiac sign, sun, moon, rising, um, and like putting them on a chart of like worst undesirable to like best perfect best friend, and <laughs> and like to her personally, and um, then she like got towards the middle and she was just like, you know, so she was like, 
He's like, turn Scorpio it off. Moon. And she's like, Scorpio Moon. Listen to me. Scorpio Moon. Just say your fucking feelings. We all know you have feelings. Just say your fucking feelings. But because you know what? Here, you gotta say them. And like, she just like went on this tangent. And I like, my wife was in the room and I kind of like, mm. and she goes, like, <laughs> she was like, it was really attacked. hitting her. So. Yeah. I mean, but I, Scorpios are just built different. My niece is yeah. a Scorpio and she's. I mean, we're all built different, honestly. Yeah. She is strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Scorpios got some real energy for sure. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. I feel like what were we thought like we got so distracted. Oh, we were I talking about um <laughs> Oh, we were talking about they'll bury us. But but they don't know we're seeds. We were talking about the will they'll bury us part. But to kind of just like sum it up, the phrase they'll bury us can be applied to just about anything. Like everybody in some way is a minority maybe you're overweight maybe you're a different race maybe you're female maybe you know and there's like almost everybody maybe you're disabled you like everybody falls somewhere where it's like they're just not welcome or they're like yeah, like maybe you're a single parent you know yeah, maybe you're a yeah. and like or like you were a parent young, like that was one around where I grew up that like people were like, I I got pregnant at 15 and I had my son at 16. And when I tell you that I was labeled the, you mm. know, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and, and you know, and it's crazy because it's like the people who said all the crazy shit about me then are the ones that are like, you turned out so mm -hmm. great. Like, you're such a wonderful mother. Your kids are amazing. And I'm like. Maybe if you hadn't been such a bitch, Sharon. Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Just like, people are hateful for no reason. And to just sum it up, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like you. There's always yeah. going to be someone who just doesn't like you no matter what you do. And, and you shouldn't try to please those people. You should forget those people. Don't go into people-pleasing modes. That happens with me. And that's something I have to actively work on. Like, I don't need to people-please. I need to be myself. And, again, another quote that I should have put in here. You are the villain in at least one person's story. You have to well, accept that That's somewhere. why it's like, if you think about it, sometimes it's like, you know, you talk to people and they're like, oh, well, this person's a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I don't know that person because I know them as this person. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? So it's like. Hey, and, and, and yeah, people go. will build their stories of you and that's none of your business. Just fuck right off with that shit. None of your yeah. business. Well, you I mean, it's not anybody. It. It's you not don't anybody, need to worry about it. It's not anybody else's, uh, you know, business. Like you're mm -hmm. what you do in your life. And even, like, if, if mm -hmm. they don't understand you, like, it's not your responsibility yeah. to convince anybody. Exactly. Because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, God sees everything. Mm -hmm. And if you already know that, like, nobody else here on this earth needs to believe you. Because mm -hmm. you know, it's like, the universe sees absolutely every uh -huh. single thing. If knows you all know your truth. Exactly. So it's like, mm -hmm. if you do something and then somebody else takes it, like, if you go and you... You know, like you go and you cut your hair and it mm -hmm. so happens to look like your friend's hair. And she's like, oh, well, you copied mm -hmm. me. And it's like, 
well, I'm allowed to like it too. Like, you know, if I yeah. like it, then if I like it, then, then that's fine, you know, but it's right. like, that's a, you could look at it in that way and be like, yeah. oh, well, you know, this bitch wants to be like me or whatever. And then be yeah. like, but then again, it's like, it goes both ways. Cause it's like, right. it's like, no, it's not, it's not that yeah. serious. Yeah. Like it's just and like, maybe, yeah, it, it seriously, in that example, it's really not that deep. It's not that deep, but people do be like that out there though. Like they, people out there do be like that. Just saying like, oh my God, she, she wore that top to my party when I knew she thought she'd be cuter than me. You know, like women will pick yeah. each other apart, like fucking like vultures, man. Like they are vicious, but we have to, we have to reverse that. Like right now I, I, I try to compliment as many uh, women as I can on their fits, oh on their hair, on whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, we have to start being able to promote that just because women need more love from each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, if we're not going to stand together, we are not going to overcome anything. We've got to break boundaries. We've got to band together and figure our shit out because things aren't great right now and and they probably won't be great for a while and so you know just like the hate on women in general we like we could talk about so many different uh you know economic beliefs uh cultural we could talk about political we could go so many areas but like in general women just need to band together and like i mean it would be nice if as people we could just band together and like help the world but you got to start small start with the baby steps so exactly yeah yeah have you ever found yourself feeling lonely or isolated in your spiritual practice is it hard for you to find like-minded people you can relate to and connect to well let me tell you about the community journey to your soul This is an online community for people into spirituality, but not just your normal love and light, unauthentic, everyday bullshit. This is a group that includes a chat, a post feed, and scheduled Zoom meetings on a regular basis. And we talk about psychic gifts, energy healing, mediumship, star seeds, light workers, tarot readings, oracle readings, and anything else in the spiritual realm. Here's a quote about Journey to Your Soul from the leader, Barbie. This is a place about helping each other through their spiritual journey to finding God consciousness. To know that we're here and no one has to go it alone. Personally, this group has helped me so much to grow my psychic gifts, and I've even brought in new abilities such as connecting with other spirit guides and ancestors. I don't live in an area with very many spiritual people, and this community has given me a place to be my authentic self and get advice and even close friendships. I highly encourage you to check it out and become a member of Journey to Your Soul. Check out the link below in the description. Now, back to the podcast. Okay, so let me throw this one at you. You are not struggling with depression. Depression is struggling with you. Mm. Let it sink in. (laughs) That one, my wife threw that one at me the other day, and I don't know where she got it. But uh, if if you're someone who really, like, does have chronic Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, like, major depression, something that just doesn't go away, um... 
And, like, it's kind of, like, one of those you're obviously, like, fighting it every single day. Like, that's so hard. And, like, my heart goes out to anybody who experiences that because, you know, I don't experience nonstop. But, you know, I have very big fluctuations with my um, bipolar diagnosis that, like, I will be depressed for three months at a time or pre-medication. Um it doesn't really work like that anymore. And, and now I'm slowly titrating off my medication and like doing it, uh, raw dogging it. Just, can I say that? Um, how <laughs> you like raw dogging it, like lowering my medication. And I'm very proud of myself if you can't tell, but, um, <laughs> it's like when you're fighting it, it is a fight and yeah. you have to realize you, it's not literally, but like, you're not struggling with the depression because you're fighting it. The just depression is struggling to hang on to you as hard as it can and not let go. It's struggling with you. And if you can make that flip in your mind and be like, if I'm just a little bit stronger, if I'm a little more kick-ass today, it's not going to be as bad. And, you know, after a while of that mentality, you may feel a lot better. You know, a lot of the things people told me that would, treat or help with my diagnoses um that's like not medication or therapy i always was just like oh but like breathing exercises make my anxiety stop so like i'm just saying like there's lots of like different ways to heal the body that you don't even think about and one of those is like just deciding like first of all like detaching from the emotion not like i am depressed but like i have depression is kind of like what you would make that differentiation that's where you would do that and and detaching and then saying like this is my enemy this is my i don't like the word enemy but this is my challenge i have to overcome this thing the whole point of that being there are ways to fight the fight fight the mental health fight move through that journey um, that maybe you haven't even thought of yet. Maybe you, you know, and the more you learn, the more you know yourself, the more you like do the work and find the coping and find whatever it is that's going to help you try everything. You know, I, if I could go back to my 15 year old self and be like, give you one piece of advice, it's try everything, try everything. Don't just like take a bunch of pills to your numb now, like, like just try yeah. everything well, there there's so many different modalities out there yes, to be able yes. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i don't even know what a tuning fork was you know what i mean yeah, and it's like yeah. that just to help heal your body like mm -hmm. people like do. sound and yeah, yeah like i have a coworker and he gets like these little needles in his ear you know what i mean like mm -hmm. yeah you know and it's like there's so much different shit and it's like there is i guess i respect that there's a time and a place for medicine i personally yeah. do not take medicine when mm -hmm. it comes to nothing like unless i'm like absolutely fucking dying right. and like, my family forced <laughs> to right but other than that like i will not take medicine i do not you know do the yeah. whatever i honestly feel there's more people who's either like 100 percent medicine all the time there's no other cure and then there's people who are like never ever am i going to take medication there's really very few people in the middle like in the in between yeah, yeah. you know and it's like, it's fine, but it's like just being aware that, you know, there are certain things that will alter your body 
alter your emotions, your hormones, your Mm -hmm. like the imbalance, like wonder, like just making sure that you're balanced out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and being able to recognize how your body feels and what Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that's like how my journey started, when I realized I was very out of tune with my body, um, you know, I couldn't feel the sense of hunger anymore. Like I didn't get hungry unless I smelled food. I was that numbed out. And, um, you know, I couldn't like I wouldn't realize I was tired until I was literally nodding off. Like they thought I had narcolepsy. And I was just like, no, I'm on like a ton of medication. And, um, you know, like I said, I've started backing down and and I'm pretty sure I'm never going to be medication free, like mental health medication, because there's like I have a lot of physical disorders and autoimmune and stuff that like I have to take medication for like for physical health like the rest of my life that's a whole just acceptance journey but like the mental health stuff like I don't have to take two antipsychotics and a high dose of an antidepressant like I can slowly bring those down and like has it been hell yes it has but like am I doing it and am I proud of myself yes and it's gotten better so you know I I think there is a time and a place like you said for medicine but I wish more people would really try things like yoga, things like exercise, things like diet, you know, like I don't diet, period. I reject diet culture and I have my whole scientific, very scientifically based reasons for that, that we'll go into eventually, I'm sure. But what the re, okay, here we go. So what the research shows is that things like meditation, yoga, exercise, diet, medication, therapy, like all of them are healing modalities. And there's no one that is like really that much better than the other. Like therapy and medication are the like highest, but only by like this much, like so many people when they try even just one of those things see benefit. And I think like, we need to fucking teach that shit to kids in school. We need to, like, show people the statistics and be like, look, like, we've tried. And, like, when you combine things, they get even better. And, like, you know, it can be even as simple as just, like, bring like, a, doing a journaling practice, having a gratitude practice. Like, all of those things are a step towards a better mental health outlook. And, like, hell yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah. Do the things that you can with your own power. I think it's kind of like stepping into your own power and knowing your worth where you can like really say like, well, not being in that victim mentality of being like, I I can't. Cause it's like whenever, you know, like whenever you're in defeat and you're just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, the energy is different because you're already defeated Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. to where you're trying different things and you're like, no, I want to get better. I want Mm -hmm. to feel better Then it's like, you will because you're putting you're you're wanting to like you're not just giving yeah. up like you're able to mm-hmm. still try even if you does if it doesn't work for you be like okay you know what I tried it at it least I know now yeah now I know yeah. and if I need to come back to it I will but now I can go somewhere else or I can try something yeah. different yeah uh, that's a very nuanced conversation that I seem to have with a lot of guests um, I think that's really popping in the collective nowadays or maybe just on my podcast but you know really just uh I don't know taking your power back 
and like that was something not to go back into the whole story but that was something I really did like I gave up my power because the moment something weird happened to me I'd be like whoa do I need a new medication do I have to switch medications is that a side effect and like I'd instantly go down the like fixing it with medications rabbit hole rather than saying wait is this something that like I'm feeling is this something I'm sensing like because I've realized that a lot of the things I dealt with were like spiritual things not to sound like that kooky person but they were and then there are also things that were like emotional things that I've healed and gotten better from and so I don't I need less medication and like I mean it's just like you don't if you don't even take the moment to like sit with it and figure out like can I just like negate this with some simple practice can I just take three deep breaths and uh connect with the universe for like five seconds at my desk at work like that usually makes me feel better so like I don't know the I've been taking a lot of medications to make me feel better when three deep breaths have done just as much so you know it's just you there's a balance balance. and it's sad because a lot of people like spend so much money on trying to heal themselves you know it's like Mm -hmm. you hear the stories where people like you know are left broke because of all the different treatments they had to try whenever they go somewhere and they try something and it's like they try breath work or they try Mm-hmm. something different or herbs or mm-hmm. anything you know and it's like they see results and it's like they realize that they you know mm-hmm. they trusted the wrong things and they lost everything and and I honestly feel like that what is going to help you really depends on so many things like where you are in your life and like you know sometimes western medicine will work for a while and then it just doesn't And so you have to go, that's what I mostly hear. Like, so they'll say like Western medicine, like, like it kind of works or it never works. And then they try like the homeopathic or the acupuncture. Like there's tons of science behind acupuncture being a very good. I want to go so bad. Yes. Yes. My sister gets acupuncture and it helps her so much. And she's like fibromyalgia and stuff. So like, there's a lot of like helps and uh, I'm just like freaked out by it you know but whatever um but also like you know it's just or maybe like your thing is you just need to move your body like maybe exercise would fix everything for you or maybe you have to do the little bits of everything to kind of get everything together I feel like I'm kind of like that at least right now you know move your body in a weird way like you know you know, I know it's like because you know you start moving your body and mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be awkward so you'll be like oh that's weird but it's like yeah. it's okay like yeah. let your body move however it wants to mm-hmm. like because whenever you don't move around like things get stuck and the only way it can get out oh is if gosh. you're like yeah. you know moving and around or exercise is what everybody says to go to and I will share my point my personal life experience as a person who is overweight and is like has fibromyalgia like exercising is really fucking painful um i also have had like uh, knee surgeries and stuff so like because of a car accident i like tore my meniscus and all this stuff so like i'm not i'm not good to exercise but i do need to move my body and i realized i like dancing like some songs i will just sit in the bed and like bop to you know like i can't help like if i'm in a good mood and i'm listening to something like peppy i just want to like i move i can't stop i can't stop but like it feels really good and then that made me like think like what if i just danced like 
what if I just fucking dance? Yeah. And then I was like, well, that's embarrassing. I don't want anybody to see me. Well, uh, at least three times a week, I make sure that somehow I'm, I have a room alone with enough room to do some dancing in. And does it look like dancing? Probably not. It probably is horrible. I am not I've never been to a dance class I am a white girl I don't know how to shake anything <laughs> like I am, it is sad but do I have fun yes um you know what makes it more fun putting on a nice little boho big long frilly skirt and then like doing little spins like I'll do that for an hour like that's fun stuff not really like my my max is like 45 minutes and then I'm like I'm gonna die but like you know it gets you it gets you and I don't like to call it exercise personally I call it movement my movement practice um, is how I address it because exercise just feels gross to me. You know, I've done the whole exercise until you're like literally sick, take a nap and then go exercise more. Like it, it's been unhealthy for me in the past. So this is, well, a I call it, I call it a workout because um, yeah. in, in 2020, um, whenever I lost my friend, like one of the things that we said we were going to do is that we were going to get healthy and which, you know, everybody says that shit every year, mm -hmm. you know, and it's always bullshit. But whenever she passed, I'm like, I have to do it for the both of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I ended up losing like 30 plus pounds and mm -hmm. I would take my kids out there to go running with me in the beginning because I was running two miles every day. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my kids, like, you know, this is not. Um, this is a workout. I mm -hmm. said, because not only is your body getting a workout, I'm like, but you have to be mentally strong to get here. I said, because it's easier to make an excuse as to why you can't do it. I'm like, but it's, I'm like, you have to, like, this is a workout for your mind because you have to mentally prepare yourself to get to this point where you're going to strain your body. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. The workout in both. Yeah. I, I would, I would love to be the kind of person who could run because I'm a nature person and there's um, not to give away too many identifying details of where I live, but there's mm -hmm. a, a long, pretty fairly long, um, like Nate, like just long nature trail that like cuts through the whole city and goes like all the way out to the borders of, of the outskirts mm -hmm. of the city. Like it's like forever long. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't really know like the whole thing, but um people go biking, people go jogging, walk their dogs, like, and there's little, like, like, little, they're, like, sometimes fenced, sometimes not, you go through forests, sometimes you go through yeah. fields, but they're, like, little opening points where they'll have, like, a little sign, and you just hop in and, like, go, and then you can turn around and come back, and it's, like, a fun, like, everybody around here does it. I would love to do that and be able to just, like, run in the trees. I am not a runner. <laughs> no. I am a, a nature enthusiast, so I would love that. But yeah, you know, you find find the terminology that works for you. Oh, I was going to say, the whole part about, um, like, the mental preparation it takes. I would love to see someone, like, hear the experience of someone who does, like, a walking meditation while running. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of walking meditations, um, but, like, if you could do it while running, I feel like that would be so like fucking energizing and cool. And like, I don't know, I get, when I think about running, I kind of feel like the sensation of the repetitive footsteps so quickly and the, the jarring of like your body hitting every step rhythmically being very like 
soothing, very like oh, numbing, it's very calming, therapeutic. soothing. Yeah, very therapeutic. And I would love to be one of those people that could just like plug in a walking meditation and then just run my ass like fucking nobody's business. I, I could do a walk though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you've got to find the, the thing that works for you, the terminology that works for you, you know, workout, ex exercise, those things have links to my past that are just not good. But, um, movement, movement is, is just what I call it. I don't like to make it a big deal. I don't want people to ask me like, oh, you're exercising. Where do you go to exercise? And then be like, I, I run like 20 minutes on the treadmill, walk 20 minutes on the treadmill at Planet Fitness every day for, you know, 20 minutes. <laughs> and like, it would be so sad, but like movement, you know, um, then I can say, oh, I just, they, I like to call it ecstatic dancing. Um, I've read about ecstatic okay. dancing and heard about it. And like, it's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just doing it alone. Like usually it's done in groups to like raise energy. But for me, it's just like, I listen to a song, it gives me energy, and I just pow, 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 like, in lots of twirly skirts. Like, that's that's how I move. That's how I move, and I'm my stamina's building. You know, I'm feeling better, um, like, more flexibility, and, like, my joints are hurting less after I have been doing it for a while. Like, I mean, it's just, like, I've seen improvements, so, like, it's really encouraging, and it's nice to have something that finally fits me. As you should. Okay, this one's a fact. This is a fact, uh, verified, fact-checked by me. Um, Alice approved. <laughs> Alice approved. We need a little steal. Um, labradite, you know the crystal labradite? Right. Um, so, this is, this is so cool. I love it. Um, that shiny sheen, like it's always under the surface. It's not a surface color it's like in the crystal with labradite across board um it cannot be seen under a microscope they can't figure out why it does that there's no under a microscope there's no proof that it exists and um that's crazy yeah and so it's it, it literally is observable but it cannot be proven by science which is exactly what spirituality and magic are it's like the perfect metaphor because it's observable you can see results you can see the changes you can see the effects you may have and as a witch who like practices and stuff it's particularly i don't know special i guess to me i don't know if it would be is special to anybody else um but just because like i've seen my magic work but you can't prove it. You can't like go back and be like, this is the thing and we can like track it. And like, there's no data on that. There's no studies that are going to prove that the thing I did on a Friday night did anything to anyone else in the future ever. You know, there's no proof, but we can observe it. And that's exactly what that crystal does. You know, it is very obviously like very popular actually. It's beautiful. It's getting more popular, I believe, but um, it is beautiful. It's it's crazy. And then to know that, like, microscopes can't even see it. Like, they're studying these things, and they're like, I don't know where that comes from. 
Yeah, they are like, and they've looked at like the crystalline structure and like all this stuff that could like possibly, and they just don't know. They don't know. No. And I think that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it's amazing because it's like that's what um, that's kind of like having your faith, like yeah you know what i mean it's like it's something that you can't you can't see it mm -hmm. but it's like you rely on it for everything because like i said earlier about plant you know like whenever you plant trees like you have to have faith yeah you have to have trust so our last uh little quote thought thing um i've heard this said in many ways i've heard this said over and over by every inspirational speaker, but I don't think people really take it in. And if we can take all of those words and take it down to the core, it is do it scared. If you fear something, do it scared. If you feel like you can't overcome something, do it anyway. Just do the, the, the fear you're holding is only in your head. And when you can overcome that fear, that's, and, and that's, you know, I, I don't know why I was so, this is weird to call myself wise, but like when I was a kid, I, I just knew shit. Right. And so I remember having this motto that like, if you were a person who never made mistakes, like if you just lived a perfect life, that doesn't mean you're a good person. That just means you've had, you're privileged. But if you have fallen down, made mistakes, hurt people, done this and that, gone through it, and you're still here fucking fighting, like, that means you are a badass fucking person. And I would tell my friends all the time, like, like that, just when they were struggling, you know, and would come to me because I was the, the mom friend, you know, I would say the fact that you're here telling me about it shows me that you're strong enough to overcome it. You just haven't seen it yet. And that comes back to when you are scared, when you are scared shitless, but there's a thing you want to do, do it scared. Just do it scared. Well, do it scared, but welcome in love because whenever you're in that fear, it's like it's a it's an absence of love. That's true. Fear you know? being like um, you know, a negative emotion. Do it scared with hope. That'll be the that'll be the new. Do it scared do it with hope. hope. Yeah, you know, because it's like you. You're not supposed to know everything, yeah. and yeah. you are supposed to like be able to step out of your comfort zone because it's like even whenever you get comfortable, you cannot grow from that space. Yeah, yeah. and you know, yeah, like complacency. Yeah. yeah, like if you get a really good job and you're like doing the thing and it's like every day you're doing the same shit, wonderful. But if you just stay comfortable, like that's just, you're just going to stay there. You can't keep going. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to be scared because in order, mm -hmm. like, you'll know who you really are in that moment. Like oh, your true girl. self will shine because the fear might be there but you're able to rely on what you know mm -hmm. in that space to react, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that phrase, you will know 
who you are as a person. That's beautiful. And I have a couple examples I'd love to give um, from like different yeah. sides of the spectrum. Um, you know, very, very often people will make um, jokes or like memes, uh, videos of like people being startled, scared, and do the slow-mo of their reaction. And like most people are just like, ah, you know, like they, they're scared. Um, but there will be the one person who runs like, okay, they're really scared. And or there will be that person who jumps behind somebody else. And you're like, hmm, hmm, what does that say about you? But there's the I don't know what to call it. I forget what I called it back in the day. But I have a friend who like, I don't know if you were ever just driving with your mom and she knew she was about to hit the brake really hard. She would throw mm -hmm. that arm out to like stop you from hitting yeah. the ground. Back in my day, we didn't have to have seatbelts all the time when you were little. And if you were little, you could sit in the front seat. So, like, it was, it was, we were out there in the danger zone. But anyway, <laughs> before those things were a thing, um, mom would throw out that arm, you know, even before she hit the brake. I have a friend. Yeah. I have a friend, like just a regular guy friend. He's a guy friend. And he, I don't know. It doesn't happen a lot, but, like, he's a very cautious driver, so um, he might, like, notice someone's, like, stop really hard at a stop sign, and he'll hit his brake, and he's, he's, a, little, he's a little cautious, you know, and so uh, he'll hit his brake a little suddenly, but he'll throw out that arm, and I'm like, bro, I'm an adult. I will be okay, and he's like, I can't help it. I'm just, like, I'm just that person, and I'm just, like, I love that you're that person. <laughs> It's so great. It's and, that of instinct, you know. Yeah. It's like just it's it's the prime, like the, your primal instincts kick in. Yeah. So you know what I mean, and it's like in that time you don't have a time to doubt it. It's like you're just mm -hmm. reacting. You're just reacting exactly. And of course, like we have to make nuance and room for the idea that we are not using our emotional or cognitive. Well, a little bit of the emotional, but we're not using our cognitive brain in the moments that we are scared when you are frightened like legitimately startled or frightened um that that is not like you're rational like it oh, no. like it, no. it says something about you your reaction but i don't think it defines you as a person so like we i want to make that i don't think sure we know i don't think there's different. anything i don't think there's anything in the world really that can really define you because it's like you mm -hmm. get to pick Ooh. So it's like if you like if today I'm like, oh, you know, I'm uh, I'm a painter. Mm -hmm. Well, tomorrow I want to be a runner. Mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. painting and now I want to be a runner. You know, it's like I get to identify what makes me like nobody gets to be like, like puts a stamp on me and say, mm -hmm. okay, well, you're this and you're this and you're this. Like, and even if I do, if I am those things for a short while, okay, well, that doesn't define me because mm -hmm. I'm always ascending. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it's never, it's never going to be, I, the identity is yeah. never going to be permanent. You know what I mean? Cause it's yeah. like, you're oh. always levels to this shit. Like, okay. Just to be devil's advocate here. Identity is always ascending. So what about all those people who say like, like, like people never change, like, Oh, men never change. And like, Oh, oh someone so oh. never changes. Like, you know, it's like, there well, but it goes back to it goes back to being a choice, you know. It's yeah, like those yeah. people don't want to because they're comfortable, they're happy where mm -hmm. they're at. 
they don't see a reason to change. They don't see anything wrong with what they're doing. And it's like, and that's, and that's, uh, that's with being aware. Like if you're mm -hmm. aware that, you know, you're doing, you're in autopilot. Cause it's like, if you do the same shit every day, you're no longer like doing anything. It's like, you're an autopilot. A robot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're an autopilot and you're just going. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if one day, like, something happens you get fired from your job okay well now you're uncomfortable you have to find a new job you have to put in applications okay well now you have to now there's a chance like okay well maybe i'm done doing that thing what else can i explore or what other talents do i have or you know did you what pick else that on purpose as an example huh did you pick that like or did anything just like spur you to pick that as an example oh somebody had to hear it you know, that's exactly, like, the whole reason I started, not the podcast, but, like, the business. Like, Strange oh. Insights by Alice Strange. I was working at the Suicide Hotline. I got canned. Uh, <laughs> and it was a, you know, it was, like, a scramble. of like We already weren't, like, really doing great. But it was, like, what do I do now? And I had, you know, spirit in my head being, like, you should try doing readings. You should try doing readings. Mm -hmm. Um. And it really started with um, that same car grab you, not smashing the dash friend, came over and uh, he asked me to do a tarot reading for him. And then like in the middle of it, he was like, can you like talk to a person that's passed away? And I was like, I've never done that. I've never tried, but you know, we'll, we'll give it a go. You know, my goddess, that my, my uh, patron, matron deity uh, is related to the underworld so i was like i can just call up my goddess and ask her to bring the person and we'll talk through her like i can do that very easily so sure and we tried and it worked but it's kind of funny my goddess like showed up and there's the guy that we wanted to talk to and i can see it with my third eye i'm not like seeing them actually in front of me um but she's like standing there with her arms crossed just giving me that look and um the, you know, I would ask her the question and then the guy would just answer. So eventually I gave up and was just talking to this dead person. And then she was like, we finished. And I told them like, thank you. You can leave. She goes, see, you can do it. You don't need me. Go away. Like, we're just like, I'm done with you. Like she has so much sass where she was just like, why would you think you can't do that? And it was just yeah. like, it was so, it was such an affirming moment, but that moment was pivotal to what I'm doing now because now I have strange insights by Alice strange. I'm doing tarot readings. I'm doing um, yeah. like the medium type with the exploring your ancestors and your spirit guides and like doing the, the dream interpretation too. Like all of and that. And had is, you stayed there, you wouldn't have been pushed. Exactly. Exactly. So, and spirit had been trying to get me out too for a while. They, they, well, and that's the problem is like, whenever you think about like, sometimes <laughs> like the big crazy shit that happens in your life, or even like, like I can look back on my life and look at like the really, really like the, the shit that I didn't think I was going to survive. The tower moment. Yeah. The tower yeah. moment. Like I, I didn't think I was going to survive it. And then I'm like, you know what? Like that was, that was crucial for my growth. That was crucial to, you know, push me down this path or, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like whenever, you know, you don't want to change, like you don't change. And yeah. of course, the opportunities will come. Right. And sometimes, you know, 
they'll just get tired and like you'll be forced like you know god will put you in a position that where you are forced to change i can look back and see many times where spirit was like quit this job quit this job but you know with the financial security i just couldn't bring myself to do it and or financial insecurity and um you know uh just man it's like like i even had a week before i got fired i had a friend say like he he was running that non-for-profit that i worked for for a little bit and he was saying how much would i have to pay you to take you on as an employee and get you out of where you're working right now because he didn't i loved my job at the crisis line i loved my job but the other employees that worked in the same building that were not also on the crisis line they were not the ones answering the crisis line they were just like other employees in the same building doing something else um trying to be vague here uh they were rude they were rude and they were mean and they thought we were like they treated people who worked on the crisis line like they weren't that important whereas like any normal person would like compare jobs and be like "Mm, they're both about the same or like maybe the opposite but it's not the point of the story um you know we should have been respected and we weren't and so my friend had recently quit and he was trying to get me to quit too and he asked me like how much would i have to pay you and um that i can look back and be like that was the biggest sign from spirit being like quit the job quit the job take the money quit the job and uh, you know unfortunately i i unfortunately I got fired, you know, a week later and they were just like, if you're not going to take this and they pushed me right out the door. Um, and my friends like money, the not, the non-for-profit took so much money that he's like still in debt over it. So like, that was not an option to like go back and be like, wait, I take it back. I'll do it. You know, but that's his journey. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was also my journey though, because I spent months like, volunteering for them writing trainings and like do i mean i'm sure i'm out there on the internet with with tiktoks in my face in it talking about like i guess everybody knows now but talking about like you know crisis prevention and things like that but my face is out there and um you know i was doing tiktoks and i never thought i could do a tiktok never thought i could do a tiktok and this is a direct lesson right i had to be kicked out and I was doing the not-for-profit, so I was forced to do TikToks because I was the, like, um, they called me the social media manager. So I was doing TikToks and, like, all of those things. I never wanted my face to be on a screen. You know, it's just, like, I wasn't re- like I wasn't ready, but, like, spirit made me. And now it's, like, bring it on. Bring it on. I got it all. Like, even that small chunk it's of It's what life, you needed. Mm -hmm. that small chunk of life taught me a lesson taught me that I can get on TikTok and I can get compliments and I can have videos blow up and like it was cool it was cool and I learned stuff and and yeah I was scared and I did it anyway I did it scared and and when you can do that and come out the other side that is such a powerful feeling that is a powerful feeling so validating too yeah and it and it's very powerful because it's like you you, you're able to trust yourself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. knowing that you have it within yourself and you don't have to you know right 
go anywhere else because it's like, you know, whenever you're scared, it's like you kind of do want a hero. Like you really do. You see the movies whenever everyone's crying out for help and, you know, here comes the hero mm-hmm. to save the day. Be your own like, damn hero. Know, yeah, don't, don't wait for nobody to save you. Save yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's exactly true. You know, when you can face your fears, especially those fears that are really deep in there, <laughs> real deep fears. Um, and And I would... I would challenge everybody like you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to any of this. Um, Thank you. If you're still here, I mean, we've been rambling for a while, but anyways, if I could challenge you, I would say do one thing, one thing that you're scared of one thing. And it can be little, but like, that's how you build trust. You do the one small thing you're scared of. And then you, Oh, I did that. And you can just keep leveling up. Yeah. I'm scared of heights and I'm going to go skydiving. So I think. Are you really? Out. Yeah. Like you're literally going skydiving. Yeah. I'm really excited. I, I mean, once oh I'm up there, I don't have a, once I'm going to, once I'm going to be up in the sky, like I'm not going to be able to be scared. I'm just going to be able to be free. Like, uh, now I want to go skydiving and I've never wanted to go. I mean, for all I know, I might panic, you know, but right. then again, it's like, I'm very excited just to be able to fear, feel mm. the air from that. And then not only that, but just, like, conquer that fear, you know? Because, like, I used to mm-hmm. even get scared going up ladders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And it's, like, now I'm in a point where I don't feel scared. Like, I've gone on the roof at my job, and it's pretty fucking high. Mm-hmm. And I'm not scared. But it's, like, you know, going skydiving, I'm, like, you know what? I'm ready to – I'm ready. Like, kick its ass. <laughs> yeah. Kick ass. I'll have, to, I'll have to let you know how that goes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I would say any of my loved ones going into a plane and then jumping out into the air thousands of feet. I don't even know how high up you would be. But like I would say that's like an event that needs to be shared. If you're close <laughs> to me, if you're a loved one, please share right. those things with me. I need to know. Right. I need to pray and do a little blessing and make sure everything's right. Light up, a candle for me when I'm up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I love that. But yeah, do it scared, man. Do it scared. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I'm excited and I'm scared, but I I, I can't wait. I'm excited, but I'm it, it, it goes together. I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially when it's a choice, right? You know, when you're choosing to overcome it rather than being like kind of forced. Uh yeah, yeah. there's that excitement there. Yeah, and it's hard to get over it because some people's like fears are like deep. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I used to be scared of the dark, and you know, now I don't need a nightlight if I have light on. Mm -hmm. It's because of whatever, but it's like before I had to sleep with the light on, Mm -hmm. or else I would be fucking terrified, or I'd have to go make sure the door was locked, or little things like that. You know, where I didn't feel safe, and then you know, it it made me have to look at it and be like, okay, well, why am I scared? Like, you know, like what what do I think is gonna happen if, you know, what I mean? So it's like now self-reflection yeah i love i love being in the dark i've actually thought about like you know how they do those darkness retreats where they like retreat like Ooh, yeah you know where they go like 24 hours like in the dark or yeah whatever, yeah whatever. and i'm so like cool. you know what it's it's not like just because the darkness is just the contrast of the light so it's like it's, mm-hmm. you know what it looks like with the light on so you know what it looks like with the dark you yeah, know? yeah 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 and 
balance and uh, you know all that stuff. I don't want to go into like how darkness isn't a bad thing because that's where my mind immediately goes um, when we talk about like dark and light and, and like physical like darkness or light. Um, because I have a whole episode I'm building around that concept. So we'll leave that one on the side. But that's cool. That's cool. Uh, especially to have the ability to like really critically think about how like real the real introspection that takes. That yeah. kind of, you know, like people say those things, but you don't, until you've done it, you don't realize how fucking hard that is. And it's like scary, you know, hard. like if you're, if you're by yourself, like, Side note, you know, um, I was a single mom for a really long time. And so my mm. mom helped me with my kids. And so I spent a lot of time by myself, mm. sleeping by myself at our home so that our my kids could be, you know, with my mom and mm. not have to get up to go to school and stuff. And, you know, and in the beginning, like any little noise I'd hear and I would be scared and I'd have to get up and I'd have to go see what it was or whatever. And like for a long time, I was just so scared. And mm. then like, it got to the point where, like, I didn't even care. Sometimes the wind would even open my door and, like, it would be open all night and I wouldn't even. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, my God, it's cold as fuck in here. And I'd go and, like, the front door would be, like, open and the wind, Kansas wind is strong as fuck. And, you know, the wind would just be in there, like, tearing shit up. But I'd be like, you know what? It's fine. I would just lock it and go back to sleep. Like, where else I would be panic like oh my God, what if somebody was in here? And I was just like, man, I'm just, I just need to go back. To I couldn't, I couldn't. If my door's <laughs> wide open, I'm going to panic. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, growing up, we didn't even lock the front door. Like that's, that was just the times. And when I was yeah. young, uh, we didn't lock front, we didn't lock the door ever. Um, and it was like a secret. We had a back door. And so like, even when we, my mom started locking the front door, the back door was always unlocked to this day. She leaves the back door unlocked. Um, but just like the, t the times of course have changed, but also like, um, the, the like environment, like this, this yeah. town we grew up in was very safe, very low crime rate. Now I live I mean, way, way better than I was, you know, before I moved uh, just a while back. But, like, it's still not a safe, like, 100% yeah. safe area. Um, nowhere is. But it's, Well, and then, you know, shit happens all the time. Like, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. You never know. But, like, if I woke up and my front door was just wide fucking open, I would not be that chill girl. I would be like, mm, we checking the whole well, place. See, and I had to, like, dig deep and realize that, like, my fear was because, um, Whenever I was younger, and I think I was 13 maybe, 13 or 12, uh, I was in middle school. I was in middle school. Okay. Well, we had a home invasion where they, like, came oh. in through the door. I got duct taped like a pig. And, you know, it's very traumatic, you know. And it's like, you know, I didn't stop and think of, like, what it did to my mental until I got older, you know, because it's yeah. like um, – it it actually fucks with your mental a lot because then it makes you feel yeah. not safe, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. that's why I was checking the logs and doing all that random shit, just making sure because I wanted to feel safe. But it was like, when I understood, you know, like, oh, it was because that happened and it just mm -hmm. made you think you were not safe. Like, right. I had to let my body know, like, you know what? You're safe now. Everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you're fine, you know? But you're it's not. like, 
I feel like when I talk about shit I've been through, like, it's, like, crazy because it's, like, you know, I'm in a place now where, like, forgiveness has already taken place. Mm -hmm. I don't think back on it no more. Like, I'm not, like, even whenever I watch movies and I see stuff happen, like, sometimes I'll think about it, but it's not too triggering for me. Yeah. But, you know, it's, like, knowing that, you know what, you can be scared, like, to the core if shit happens to you. But knowing, like, you know what, if you can identify it and Mm -hmm. hold space for it, and actually look at it and be like, okay, this is why I'm scared. Like, yeah. You can, you can get over it. You have power over it once you can identify it. Yeah. I tell a lot of people that, you know, like once you realize what, I mean, in, in anything mentally related, yeah. you know, what emotion you're feeling, what trauma it was that brought this emotion. Like the further you dig, there's a step all the way down. And once you get to that bottom of introspection, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't. It's an onion. You got to no. keep killing those layers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because being scared, if you think about it, it's like you could identify it as like a bad emotion. Right. I think in but this he, cute little saying, it, it's not really supposed to be taken that way, but. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why it's like understanding that it has different meanings. Yeah. You know, like using scare, being scared as a push to be like you know what I can still do it even if I feel scared like it's Mm -hmm. not something that can limit me to overcoming it right right that's I think that's the whole message is it's okay to be scared it is 100% okay to be scared of things but you can't let it dictate your life you can't just let it run wild and yeah and and don't act like you're not scared either like if you're really scared of something like trying to be like no well i'm not scared of that you know what i mean like i being like yeah you know what i am scared of that and that's Mm -hmm. okay because i'm working on it yep that's okay because i'm working on it exactly you've got and you kind of got to be working on it and for me like building my business, doing this podcast, every last bit of it, I've done it scared, you know, not like scared, but like a little bit of like fluttering in my stomach or like, yeah, like as a person, your person a little bit. scared just to see how it goes. Cause it's yeah, new. For you. It is, it is. And I have a real like fear of, of like being seen on social media. Like there's a lot of weird stuff that goes into that, but like, <laughs> you know fuck it like fuck it i'm I'm doing it scared i'm doing it scared i'm doing it scared and that is a hundred percent the best way to react to being scared of something is just doing it yep you got this <laughs> thanks girly <laughs> I want to say thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. If you could, please interact with the podcast however you can on your platform, even if that's just giving us a like. It helps a lot, and I really appreciate it. The podcast is growing, um, and every new listener, every new subscriber is just so, so much, so grateful for that. This episode was just so much fun to make, and Lisa is just a beautiful soul. I cannot get enough of her. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. And I want you to remember, be kind, be well, and may your curiosities for this world never fade.